from a different cloth Y'all would get ripped apart You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 197 of the Decoding Success Podcast, and you are rocking with your host, Matt Labrie. Now, to kick this episode off, thank you. Two super simple words that I want to express gratitude toward all of you with. It is an absolutely amazing thing that took place this weekend. Numerous things, actually. Numerous people that have reached out to me personally, and I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you. It really helped put things into perspective. In fact, I was almost like paralyzed from the gratitude I was feeling. Thank you to each and every one of you that continuously listen to these episodes that we put out there to extract value from them. Number two, thank you to each and every one of you that continuously share them, whether that be on social media, whether that be with their friends, whatever the case is, wherever you're sharing, I appreciate it personally. We appreciate appreciate it collectively. Number three, thank you to each and every one of you that continuously provide feedback on these episodes. We are so grateful for that, seriously. And it, like I said, it put me in an utter state of gratitude that nearly paralyzed me this weekend. And I was just so in awe of the reaction that I was receiving via the messages. Absolutely incredible. And on the topic of incredible, we are joined by an incredible guest today, our friend Tim Story, an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach, helping people create the future they desire. And that is exactly what Tim is helping us do here today. Now, he has inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes, from executives to deprived children throughout the world, using seasoned foundational principles and humor to get honest with people so they can overcome the obstacles that are holding them back. Now, Tim has traveled to 75 countries and spoken to millions upon millions of people. Now, he often meets privately to counsel high-profile leaders in various industries. He has been featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey, Grant Cardone's 10x Growth Con, and many more. He's authored multiple books with the most recent Comeback and Beyond being a top seller on Amazon. He is joining us here today on Decoding Success to Make an Impact. But before getting into that, I want to share one more thing. September 1st, 2021, New York City, we are hosting a celebratory event as we launch the 200th episode of this show. If you want to be a part of of an amazing evening of food, drinks, music, networking, surprise guests, and more. This is your opportunity to do so. You can head over to the show notes of this episode. There is a link. It's hyperlinked. It will direct you to Eventbrite. No, Eventbrite doesn't give me anything for shouting them out here, but you're able to get your ticket. You're able to secure your spot on the guest list to be able to get in. They are limited. I'm throwing that out there. They are limited. We've promoted this so hard. You might have seen me scale back because we have so many people already attending. With that being said, I understand if people can attend due to health factors, due to them not being in New York, whatever the case is, I totally understand, but we would absolutely, absolutely love to have you. It is going to be an incredible, we're using that word a lot here, an incredible evening that we would love to have you celebrate with us. Now, with that being said, diving into it, episode number 197 with our friend, Tim Story. Tim, my friend, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you. Absolutely love what you've accomplished and continue to accomplish in life. It's super admirable. Um, very grateful to have you in our presence today on this show. So thank you for joining us, Tim. 
Thank you. You see that I got the memo to wear black. There you go. <laughs> so Tim, as mentioned before we started recording this, we are many episodes into the show and we kick every episode off with the same question and get a unique answer every single time. Uh, some might say we dive into the water a little bit too deep or uh, with both feet here, but I'm curious, how is Tim's story defining success today? It's a great question. Uh, I think success is cooperating what with what heaven has said over my life. Like I, I, I can't get away from the way I think. So I believe that every one of us has been spoken over. Some would call it God, I would. Some would call it the universe. But I believe that all of us have been spoken over. And the way I define success is, am I cooperating with what's been spoken over me? I love that. So I choose to cooperate. So I would say that I'm happy with my journey. That makes sense. So let me just, let me just actually get a little bit deeper there. I just want to get a full understanding of this. Are you essentially saying that each and every one of us has a pre predetermined path in life? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really do believe that. I think okay. that, I think that there are, um, there's a difference between what I call it a good idea and a God idea. And good ideas are phenomenal. You could send people to the moon. It's just a good idea. But I think that all of us have a God idea, which is, is something that has been pre-planned and that it's just something that you choose or don't choose to cooperate with. But, uh, you know, the more I talk to people, like I remember talking to Brad Pitt's mother and I said, what did Brad want to be when he got older? It's everything he's doing. I asked Katie Perry's mother, what did she want to do? It's everything she's doing. Robert Daly Jr.'s mother, everything he's doing. Kanye West's mother, uh, Donda, who was my great friend. Everything Kanye's doing, he's doing. So it's, it's wild that the, the mother of these celebrities all knew that the kids were going that way. Mm -hmm. Is there any way for us to learn what that plan is without facing the resistance of life? Right. Yeah. So, okay. Go, yeah. You understand what I'm asking that, right? Yeah. So what happens is number one, you're going to face the resistance of life. Mm. Okay. So what happens is that you're going to love this. We all have the site to a good life. So, so Matt, little Matt, and you're young, you're the site. And then secondly, you have the right to a good life, but then you're going to have to fight to have that good life. You know why? because resistance is going to come. Okay. So problems will always be there. Or do you have the sight? You have the right, but you're going to have to fight. So when you look at your childhood, there were things you had to go through. You look at my childhood, things I have to go through. Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, anybody you could think about, we all have the sight, the right, but then you have to fight. And that's what we lose for those people. They don't know how to fight mm. and get through. How do you fight? Well, I think a lot of it is in the mentality. A mentality, as you know, I'm going to tell you things you know because you're smart. A mentality is a mindset. It's a frame of mind. Okay. So your mind 
set? Where is your mind set? So I have a cup here and a desk. Where am I going to set my mind? So we're, we're in the midst of COVID still. But the question is, what is your mindset? Are you intimidated? Are you frustrated? Or are you motivated? Saying somehow, some way, somehow, some way, we're going to get through this. So I don't get intimidated and I don't stay in frustration. I do get frustrated, but I don't stay there. I stay more in the motivated side. Hmm, I respect Mind. that. Yeah, I love that. Now, I'm curious, um, you know, many times over, and I, I could speak from personal experience here. I'm very vulnerable on this show. You know, there, there have been times in life, and I know people that listen to this can resonate because I have conversations with them all the time. You're, you're kind of like set on something. You're, you're set on, you know, you have a, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whoever in your life, and you're like, all right, this is my person. And then shit hits the fan. And they're out of your life. Yeah. That's obviously not God's plan, but you know, you still want that. How do you accept God's plan? That, that's probably one of the hardest things that I've encountered. Is it like accepting the path? Yeah. So I think that, that Matt, it could be God's plan, mm. but both people did not cooperate with it. Mm. So there, there, there are good relationships that I think are what I call a God idea. Okay. And it's God's plan. So you're doing well. And then let's say somebody just gets uh, a detour <laughs> and they just start going in a different way. They, they, they meet somebody else at the gym or they start texting somebody else. So you, you could be in the middle of, of God's planet and sabotage the thing. In fact, I think that's what a lot of people do is that they're in the middle of we'll just say the right plan for the sake of those that are not into uh, spirituality, but you could be in the midst of a, a really uh, fantastic plan for your life and then sabotage the sucker. And so I feel like a lot of people that I life coach, because as you know, I life coach a lot of entertainers. When I first get to them, they say, I don't know why, man, but I just dynamite it. Like my life, I dynamite it, this great part of my life or this relationship. So we have to really watch out for that. So you have to cite, you have the right, you have the fight, but don't forget what that fight took out of you. And so, you know, Matt, you being from Queens, me being from Compton, I don't ever forget the fight of what it has taken to, to now become Tim Story as people know Tim Story. You got me there. You got, I'm, I'm resonating with that. I'm resonating with that a lot. Um, I'm just curious, like, what was it in your life that brought you down this spiritual journey? Yeah, that was about, um, like a family that was dysfunctional. And uh, there's, there's two things that are usually the reason why people are successful. One is they're running from something. Mm. Like you see a lot of guys that like, uh, they were involved in drugs or something happened in their life. And like, they're running from something to something to success. So, so some are running from something. And then the second one, I just said, some are running to something where they just make choices. Okay. Me, my success is, is mainly I was running from something. <laughs> I was running from seven people. In a two bedroom apartment, that's how we started. Mm -hmm. Seven people 
in a Volkswagen Buck. I did not know that would take me to a house in Beverly Hills one day that had seven bathrooms and an elevator and Prince was my neighbor. So those things I didn't see coming. Like people always say like, did you see this happening? No, absolutely not. I just like saw one step in front of the next. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, one thing you mentioned, just to backtrack just a second, you mentioned that people sabotage, right? And they could be on um, the universe's path, God's path, whatever, whatever we want to call it. In your case of working with your clients or maybe even in your own life, why do you feel like people sabotage? Like, why, why do they hit that upper limit? I think part of it, Matt, is uh, not intentional. I think that some people have that in them. It's innate. And if they look at their mother or their father, it may have been in them. Or their grandparents could have been in them. So there's something called the law of reproduction. Like produces like. Okay. I'll give you an example. I'm coming out of a restaurant in London, England. I see a guy, he's walking like a duck, the way he moved his feet. His wife comes out. No joke. She walks like a duck. Like they, and then these two kids come out. They walk like ducks. I'm like, okay, somebody started walking like a duck first. So it's sabotaging. Many times that is like learned behavior. You saw your dad just blow up his damn life. You saw your mother constantly sabotage. It's deep, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've so been I think a lot of it is, is, is learned. You, you are around it because I think innately is, is not as high of a percentage. I think sabotaging is more learned behavior. You saw other people doing it and many, many times people sabotage because they don't think they're worthy of what they have. Mm. Like a lot of celebrities I work with, they feel like, you know, I didn't know I was going to get this big. This is too off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, if we can learn something like that, we can, uh, you know, I would hope so, unlearn it. What does that process look like? Well, I think for the sake of discussion, and he's always been nice to me, Tiger Woods. But for the sake of discussion, as well coached as he was by his dad, mm. in discipline, Okay. His dad was a bit of a sabotager of his own life. Mm. So if you watch the HBO special on that, they just, his friends bring it out, but the, the Earl Woods would sabotage things. And I think that Tiger was so close to that, that when he started doing well, he started making these mistakes and started kind of sabotage. Make sense? Yeah. Now, so the good thing about life for you, me, or Tiger Woods or Kanye West is that we could fail forward mm. and we can also fail up. You could fail forward and fail up. So any man or woman that's being challenged right now, don't put yourself down. We all go through a time where we suck, <laughs> but realize, whoa, like why am I sabotaging myself? And then learn to fail forward and learn to fail up. Learn from your mistakes. How do we embrace that suck? Because that is not easy. What so I I've I've just been doing it myself. Literally last year, I was in a period of fucking suck after suck after suck. 
it was it was the mud you know it was the dirt uh, i'm curious yeah. like how do you embrace that because good does come about from it in due time no doubt so matt i did this thing where i talked to like 20 people who were just like the highest in the room as travis Todd says and i won't i won't say the name but they're all i would say 12 of them are gigantic stars so I've told one star that you would know who's a, in the music industry, do you ever feel like you suck? And he started laughing. He goes, only Tim Story would ask me this. <laughs> these are my friends, you know, these are guys I coach. So he goes all the time. I go, at what? I suck because I don't hang out with my mother enough. I suck because I'm rude to my friends sometimes because I'm overworked, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm frustrated. Really like honest. Ask a famous football player, like at the crazy level. I go, for where you are right now, do you feel like you suck? He goes, it's a great question. He goes, I feel like I suck right now. But if you were to look at the season he was having, he, he was like at the highest. So what I say is in coaching is, okay, you suck, now what? So we all suck at times, hmm. but you suck, now what? So are you, are you going to sit in it? Are you going to settle in it? Or are you going to learn from it? Hmm. So I'm, I'm all about, I suck, now what? Let me learn. Like, why did that relationship fail? And I know that I was most of the prof or why did I get this great opportunity and I fumbled it? Okay. So I suck now make a choice to get better. Now it sounds like the individuals you were just referencing, the football player, the, the musician, the artist, it almost sounds like they were their own critics, right? Like how, how do we not be our own worst critic? Because I mean, I get it all the time. I feel like I suck and then I'll get some external validation. I'll be like, oh shit, you know, maybe I don't suck. Does it come down to like finding ways to internally validate ourselves? Is there something else there? Yeah. So the thing is like steps that I take people through to have a comeback in any area of their life is number one, I'd say you got to be awake. Number two, you have to take inventory. Number three, you need to partner with the right people. Number four, you need the right principles. Okay. So there's a reason I'm saying that because watch how cool this is. So when you think you suck, it's because you woke up. You're like, like I'm drinking too damn much or I'm up to bad stuff or I'm not as disciplined as I should be. It's interesting, right? Right. hundred percent. So you got, you got to wake up. Secondly, taking inventory. Inventory is like if you worked at the gap when you were a kid, 17. And the manager was say I'm your manager. And I say, all right, Matt, even though you're good looking, sorry about that, but you got to take inventory. I need to know how many pair of jeans we have in this section. Dude, I worked that kind of job. I had to go and take inventory. 34, 32, 34, 34. And I had to take inventory, it took forever, right? Same thing in life. If you're in a setback, you got to become awake, take inventory, 
partner with the right people and then get the right uh, principles. So here's what I think. Some people, maybe you, take inventory too much. Like you're constantly taking inventory. Sometimes you just need to go, okay, it is August of 221. Let me give myself 30 days to get better in this area rather than taking inventory every three hours. It's very powerful stuff. That is, I, I've, I've caught myself in the taking inventory too often as well. Yeah, I, because people do that all the time. Like a lot of people do that in relationships where um, a guy could say to a woman, like you just started dating like for four months. So where are we now? Or what's going on with this? Or a woman could say to a man, what's, what's the latest or what's going on now? Or, uh, how come you didn't call me your girlfriend in front of your friend? <laughs> to me, that's like too much inventory. Just let yeah. it be, just let it flow. <laughs> that happens. That definitely happens. Now, Tim, I know you've done a whole bunch of these podcasts. The question that I really love asking is what is a question that you wish more people would ask you and how would you answer it? Wow. I think that I wish that people would ask me, like, do I think that most people that achieve big things have joy, J-O-Y, or do they have peace? Mm. Because I think most people that attain big things and success are void of joy and peace. Mm. Why is that? Well. I think part of it is, is that there's something about the chase, very exhilarating. Right. So whether you listen to Rick Ross, Every Day I'm Hustling, which is a great song, it's all about the chase, you know, every day, every, every, every day I'm hustling. So, so you look at a lot of like influencers, mostly uh, mid, mostly young mid too. It's like, I'm on my grind, I beat the sun up, even my boy, Grant Cardone. It's all about like the grind, the grind, the push, the push of Fred and my left. Oh, these are like my real friends. It's Max out. Okay. Uh, Gary V. I mean, he's all about that hustle. Uh, Tim stories about the hustle, uh, on and on and on Damon John. But I think the pursuit is cool, but once you get the rabbit, like you, you're chasing the rabbit and you got the rabbit. Most people don't pause for applause and go, Hey, I chased the rabbit. I call it. They don't pause for applause and they don't give themselves time to really reflect and let joy come and walk in peace. And so I learned that lesson, uh, a long time ago. So I had walked in this crazy peace for probably about the last eight years of my life, like crazy peace and crazy joy. And, you know, I'm running a lot of companies. I'm everywhere at once and look how laid back I am, but I literally live this way. It's a mindset. I love that. Now, the first thing I have to ask about that is, and I know it will probably differ from person to person, from you to me, whoever, um, where is the balance in wanting more after you catch that rabbit? and also catching the applause. 
right? And and pausing for the applause. Like there there has to be a balance in a sense. I'm curious, like what's your take or what's your formula for yourself or, you know, maybe for your clients in that regard? I, I think that like the key is to, we use the analogy of catching the rabbit. Okay. So we, we, we lose four rabbits in the, in the, in the room and, and Oprah's going to catch her rabbit. Okay. Drake's got to catch his rabbit. It's a fun game, right? <laughs> Matt's got to catch, catch his rabbit. Tim Soar's got to catch his. So four different rabbits. Okay. Now I'm not trying to catch Oprah's rabbit. That's hers. Mm. I'm not trying to catch Drake's rabbit or Matt's. I want to catch my rabbit. This is very powerful stuff. Kanye is not Jay-Z, but Jay-Z is not Kanye. Right. And I think many times we look at somebody's success and Matt could say, well, Oprah is worth billions of dollars. Well, that's her rabbit. She caught what she caught, what she's supposed to catch. Right. So that's where I get a lot of peace. Like, um, I've always lived in amazing houses and I've made really good money since my twenties, but I'm not tripping on that. Some of my friends live in castles, mm. like that's their deal. That's what they're into. That's how they like to spend their money or if they drive certain cars, that's up to them. Right. I'm not trying to be that I'm okay with my part with catching what I'm supposed to catch. This is a brilliance. I'm telling you, if people can ever get this, they can, they can breathe better. They have more peace. They can, there's a quote that says this, enjoy where you are on the way to where you want to be. Mm. Most people do not enjoy where they are on the way to where they want to be. I love that. I'm curious, what was it that helped you not become, and maybe I could frame this better, but you born and raised in Compton. Obviously, we didn't necessarily talk about the the upcoming and the upbringing, et cetera. But like a lot of people from that general area, and I'm generalizing here, may not make it out of that area or, you know, may find themselves in some sort of trouble. I'm curious, like, what was it that kept you from not becoming a product of that environment? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Compton to me was the birthplace but then we moved later on to another part of LA that, you know, still had difficulty. So we were always, we were always, we were always lower income. Mm. We weren't even lower middle. We were lower income. Okay. So when you live in a lower income area, you can go down three houses and there's good things going on. You go down two houses to the right. There's bad things going on. <laughs> so. I was fortunate enough that whatever part of Los Angeles we found, that people saw that I had potential. The work potential I looked up this morning for a project that I'm working on, it's yet possibilities. Like people saw that from the jump with me. And I could see that in you. They, just, they could just tell this, this dude's got potential. When I was a little kid, they're like, this like what, so when people were smoking weed early, they wouldn't even pass it to me. Mm. They're like, no, no, don't give it, don't give it to Tim. Or people were like drinking in the neighborhood. No, 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 don't let them drink. 
Like he's the guy that's going to do well. Right. Is that, is that amazing? That's incredible. I think that even in the midst of an environment, it's not so great because a lot of people you're watching right now, you're not in a great environment and it has nothing to do with what city you live in. It's what apartment you're in. Mm. It's what house you're in with the people that you're around and maybe their energy and their mindset is sucking the life out of it. So you can create your own way of thinking in the midst of a bad environment. And that's why I wrote this book, Miracle Mentality, because you don't have to minimize yourself just because other people minimize themselves. You could have this miracle, magical way of thinking. So a miracle mentality is some extraordinary, not normal, not common. Matt, I was thinking this way since I was a kid. I love that. Now, let's talk about the book. I know I need to get you out of here in a couple minutes. The Miracle Mentality, use the word magical in the subtitle, Magical Transformation. Yes. What was a magical transformation that took place in your life? Well, I got that from Walt Disney, that Walt Disney, he went into an amusement park in the 1930s. And he said, someday I'm going to build my own amusement park, but mine's going to be different, better, and more magical. So I think this is cool. So in the 30s, he has a sight. Remember, I said the sight, the right to fight. He has a sight of somebody else's amusement park. But who knows, maybe the ride sucked, right? Have you ever been to like a amusement park when you're a kid? You're like suspect. You're like, dude, you're trying to get me to go on that ride. Not many times. Look at these workers. <laughs> They're not even paying attention. They're leaving people up on the Ferris wheel too long. I was thinking that as a kid. So Walt Disney walks into an amusement park in the 30s and says, I'm going to do my own amusement park, but mine's going to be different, better, and more magical. And magical is extraordinary. And I honestly believe that little kids, man, they're thinking magic. They're seeing magic. That's why they have pretend friends. When I go speak a little, uh, to little kids in the inner city schools, because, because man, I've been to 75 countries now. So if I was to take you to South Africa, to these townships, and we were to talk to the five, six, seven year olds and, 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 and you were speaking and you said, hey, you guys, what do you want to be when you get older? A kid will say LeBron James, a little kid will say a, a, a ballerina, a little kid will say the president. Nobody says like divorce seven times. Right. <laughs> because when you're, you're a kid, you're thinking as you should think magical. Mm. And so this book, The Miracle Mentality, is about how to manifest the magic that's always been there. And that's why it's doing so well. I mean, it's selling in a crazy way. And the reason is, is because we all know this about us. We know there's more to life than what we're living. Now... I'm going to make sure that the link to get the book is in the show notes, but I want to decode this a bit more here. I actually just asked this on the last podcast we recorded. It was with Gay Hendricks, who was also on Oprah, just like yourself. Mm. And um, the question is, how do you not lose that little child within us? Because shit gets really serious, right? Maslow's hierarchy of need comes into play. You know, you need to make money. You need to have health care. You need to do the X, Y, Z. You get it. Like, how do we not lose that? in ourselves. I see myself losing it, you know, so I'm curious. Okay. So 
every single day. Let me life coach you for a second. You have to trigger yourself to take you back to a place of innocence every single day. So let me tell you how I do it. I listen to music from my childhood that moves me. I've done it today already. So today already, I listened to Stevie Wonder. So while I was walking, I listened to Stevie Wonder. I wasn't listening just to the Migos or to Drake or Lil Nas, because that's today. Every day, I listen to music that triggers me to Lil Timmy from Compton. Every day. So I was with somebody really bright that you would appreciate. And they said, Tim, I was talking to a guy about you. And he said, I thought that Tim Story's energy was like that. Maybe because first time I was meeting him, he goes, but now I've met Tim like 33 times. And he's the same all the time. And he says, I have discovered that Tim is a man child. That is the truth. Like I'm very much a man because I get crap done. But I got to trigger myself to that child like innocence mm. that makes things really cool for me. What Stevie Wonder songs bring you back there? Well, I think, I think let's just go all things Motown. I mean, the Stevie who's my personal friend. I've been close with Stevie for 23 years, like super close. Smokey Robinson's like my brother. When I got a doctorate degree, he came and sang at my party. Uh, that's how close I am to Smokey. I'm good friends with Barry Gordy, who is the owner of Motel. So whether you go from Marvin Gaye to Smokey to Stevie to Diana Ross and Springs, I just go a lot back to Motel, but I also love Teddy Pendergrass. I just go, I just go way back 60s, 70s, uh, soul music. It triggers me and I'm there. Aretha Franklin too. I love that. I actually saw Stevie and Pharrell together on stage at uh, the Great Lawn in Central Park. It was one. Of, that's why you, you got me hyped when you said Stevie, because it was one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed. It was magical. But you uh, felt two of the greatest artists of our time. And the reason that Stevie and Pharrell could flow together on the same platform is they're kind of like flowing in the same frequency. Those guys are gone, man. Those dudes are out there because I know them both. Yeah. Pharrell Williams is just gone. That's why he could go from, you know, doing things with Chanel to doing, you know, he's doing movies now. He's producing movies. He's working on plays. What he does in the studio for people is just gone. Yeah. And look at Stevie Wonder, like still going at it. I mean, it's beautiful stuff. It's incredible. It's incredible. Now... In regards to the miracle mentality, if individuals can only take one thing away from that book, what would you want that one thing to be and why? The, the one thing I would say is that the miracles are all around you. So even in the present for Matt's life, dude, you got miracles all around you, but probably in a lot of them, you don't even realize they're there. Yeah. It could be a friendship. It could be this talk you're having with Tim's story right now, right? Yeah. There's miracles all around you. So one thing that I'd like everybody to know is that sometimes you need to stop, look, and listen mm. and realize that 
many times the thing you're looking for has been there for a while. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Now, Tim, I know I need to get you out of here. Two more questions for you. I always ask these two questions on the way out. What was a piece of advice that you were given that you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but proved to be true? Uh, I remember this lady who was not nice. And that's hard for me to say, because I look for the niceness mm. and kindness in everybody. Uh, I was 16 and a half and I was working at this department store, hustling, working my butt off. And she would just grind me down. And then she had me, because somebody quit doing the mannequins. They were doing the mannequins yep. at this store. Okay. And she goes, you seem like an artsy guy. She goes, why don't you try doing the mannequins? So I got somebody who had done it like way before to show me. And Matt, it was weird. I was like, like putting up these mannequins, making people look like super cool, rolling in people's sleeves for real, because I'm an artist. So instead of like going, whoa, look what you, look what you've done. She started calling me mannequin man. So she goes, well, now you figured out what you're going to do in life. You're the mannequin man. She mm -hmm. goes, isn't that going to be awesome? Boy, you're going to go far. You're, 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 you, you're the, you're the mannequin man. And so a life lesson I learned from that is she pissed me the hell off. <laughs> and man, I used to hate going to work. And so I couldn't stand hearing this lady in my ear call me the mannequin man. I should have used that as fuel. Like, okay, that's her opinion. Have a miracle mentality. That's her opinion. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, for sure. But instead, I let her piss me off. And that working that job for those seven months sucked. <laughs> How do you use something like that as fuel, though? I think the fuel is, uh, is what Scotty Pippen did. Just what he says. So it's coming from Scotty's own words about playing with Jordan. Right. Jordan was showing him up every day in practice, just kicking his butt. Yeah. Right. And it made Scotty say, I better step it up. Mm. I, let me see if there's more in my tank. And he found out there was. So for me, I should have learned a little more resolve, a little more bounce back at 16 and a half, but I just didn't like the label mannequin man. Yeah. I met, don't ever call my mannequin man. <laughs> I get that. I could see why you don't like that. Uh, Tim, last question for you, man. I've enjoyed the hell out of this. I really do appreciate you. amplifying this message. Um, you know, if Tim makes it to whatever age he wants to make it to, you've accomplished yeah. all you've wanted to accomplish. If you could only give one piece of advice and be remembered for that one piece of advice, what would that be? Okay, so it's a great question. So let me just say, that the age that I am right now, like I'm fully content with what's going on. Mm. Like, whoa, like really? I get on live this way. It's not about wealth, not about power, leverage, powerful friends. No, again, the peace, 
the feel, the joy. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on that stuff, man. So I think the thing I will be remembered for is Tim's story was kind to everybody. Mm. So if you're the UPS guy and you bring me something, I'm like talking to you. Right. If you're the auto club guy and you're helping me because I got flat, I'm rapping with you. I'm over tipping you. I, I'm kind. I'm kind to everybody because number one, I'm just that way. Number two is you never know what that person's been through. Mm. So that's how I think I will be remembered is that he's kind. That's respectable, Tim. I love it. As mentioned, I'm going to have the Miracle Mentality link in the show notes of the bio um, for this episode, all of socials, websites, all that good stuff. Tim, I got to say thank you. Express my gratitude again, man. I really enjoyed this. Really glad we're able to amplify this message. Thank you for being here, brother. Yeah, what a privilege. But I wanted to say this to you. At your stage of life, I'm not saying age, but stage, man, you're like seven steps ahead already. I appreciate it. So just know that it's unfolding and people like, myself and the other guys that we've mentioned before, we're watching, right? I appreciate that. And so that's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to start seeing more of us just go like, Hey, Matt, you want to come here or you want to do that? And that's what happened to me with Quincy Jones and these guys seeing that I had something different and pulling me into their arena. So I'm super proud of you. What a privilege to be on your podcast. I appreciate that, Tim. Thank you for the kind words, man. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is episode number 197 with our friend Tim Story teaching us through his experiences, through his knowledge, through his wisdom, through all of the valuable aspects possible, how we can live a creatively magical, miraculous life. I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to be able to amplify this to all of you. Shout out to Tim. Make sure you're connecting with him. You can find all of his contact information as always in the show notes of this episode. That goes for all of our guests across the board. They will always be able to be contacted via the show notes of this episode, socials, websites, all of that good stuff. Now, with that being said, you're still listening to this episode. We don't ask of anything when it comes to the show outside of sharing it with the people that are in your circle. If you found this to be a value, which I'm sure you did since you're still tuned in with us right now, make sure you're sharing it, whether that be on social, whether that be in your group chats, your emails, whatever the case is. I'm not picky. I'm not choosy. I just want the message to get out there because this is a really powerful one. On top of that, as mentioned earlier, join us if you're in the New York City area, September 1st, an amazing event. We're throwing a celebratory mixer to honor 200 episodes of impacting an amazing community that we've been able to build. And it is in honor of you, the individuals that continuously show up and show out for this show. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.